and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. All right, God is good. If you have your Bibles this morning, please turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 16. Can we just welcome our online congregation as well? Show them some appreciation. Our online host last week was a lady all the way from Germany. Aziza and Matt's ministry has gone global. We have life groups in the Philippines. How good is that? Through our online community. Acts chapter 16, we're going to read from verse 6. When you have it, we say amen a lot at Horizon Church. So maybe just say, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Acts chapter 16, verse 6 says, Now when they, that is Paul, Silas and Timothy, a couple of verses later, Dr. Luke joins in. When they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden, watch this, they're spreading the gospel, but they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mycenae, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit, again, did not permit them. So, passing Mycenae, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. One of the great adventures of being a Christian is experiencing God's open doors. When God opens up an opportunity that you could not have created yourself, something that is supernatural. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, a great and effective door has opened for me. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7, Jesus said, the Scripture says, what He opens, nobody can close. We love the idea that He is the God of the open doors. Open doors speak about possibility. They speak about things that were once closed to us. Now, supernaturally open, they speak about kairos moments in the purposes of God. We could even say a Holy Spirit adventure. Open doors cause things that were unobtainable to become obtainable. Open doors move us from one phase of destiny to another. They move us from strength to strength in the purposes of God. Many of us have experienced open doors over the years in our lives, whether it's in your work, your career, perhaps in your business, something that God did that you can truly say, that was an open door that came from God. But I wanna ask you a question today, and that is, have you ever experienced a closed door from God? A time when you were heading in a particular direction and all you experienced was frustration, stress, 
eventually leading to a bit of disappointment. And here we see the Apostle Paul, who is traveling from one location to another, preaching the gospel. And the Bible says that he heads to the region of Galatia, Asia Minor. And it says that they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit. That is, God closed the door. Imagine God being the God of closed doors. It says in verse 7 that they then tried to go to Bithynia and it says that the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there either. Have you ever thought that God can put a roadblock in play in your purpose, in your destiny, a doorstop, a barrier of some sort because we love to think of God as the God of open doors, but He's also the God of closed doors. Because in actual fact, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 7, where it says that He opens a door that no man can shut, but it also says that He closes doors that nobody can open. Closed doors are a challenge because they make you feel adrift. (laughs) They make you feel as though, God, what are you up to in this season? Closed doors without the Holy Spirit helping us and leading us through those times can in fact affect your confidence. And if you are a perfectionist, talk about increased levels of stress. That's it right there. I know what to do when God opens the door. But how do I manage when God says no? Phrygia, Galatia, no. Mycia, Bithynia, no. And God reroutes the Apostle Paul and his team to a place called Troas. I remember when Alison and I first moved to the Shire, we used to live in Sylvania direction. You'd come up Princess Highway and I'd listen to maps on how to get to Shire Live. And I made the mistake of being in the left lane, which I didn't realise is the Wollongong turnoff. <laughs> And you get rerouted to get you to where you need to be. And so Paul finds himself moving from one location to the next and the Holy Spirit says no. Goes to the next location, the Holy Spirit says no, eventually comes to Troas and he has a vision, a cry of the weak to the strong. And in this vision, A man from Macedonia calls out to him and says, come over here and help us. And this call from without fueled a desire within. Have you ever thought that God can put roadblocks in your journey? Things that you thought were going to work out, things that you had planned on how things were to progress and We kind of map out the purposes of God and we love this idea of A leads to B, which leads to C, which eventually lands on D. But I've discovered that the will of God is just spaghetti. It goes that way and that way and we try to figure it out 
and we discover right here the Apostle Paul heading east into Asia and the Lord prohibits him from going and spreading the gospel in Asia and says, I now want you to go west into Europe. I want to speak to you today a message that I've titled, When No is a Part of a Yes. Can the no's of God actually lead you to your yes? Because I've discovered that as believers, we know how to discern yes, but actually have you learned to discern when God says no? No's are just as much as a part of the will of God when God closes the door on something. And you have to move with His Spirit. Let me give you three things today. Number one, Paul was piloted by hindrance. Maybe some of the hindrances that you're actually experiencing in your life right now is in fact the Holy Spirit piloting you to a new location. No is not necessarily your enemy. A closed door may not actually be your opponent. In fact, a closed door may just be your friend. The Holy Spirit often guides us as much by the closing of a door as He does by the opening of one. Some of the great missionaries that we love around the globe, that we've celebrated, we've read their books. David Livingston wanted to go to China, but God sent him to Africa. William Carey wanted to go to Polynesia, but God sent him to India. Day after day, we've learned how to say or give God thanks for yes. But have you ever thought about saying thank you to God for when He's actually said no? Because when you lack spirit sensitivity to a closed door, you get frustrated, possibly angry. (laughs) You push harder, dream harder which leads to exhaustion, fatigue, which eventually lands in weariness, tirednesses of the body, wearinesses of the soul. And we find ourselves quite possibly fighting against God when God is the one who's actually closed the door. Closed doors are your friend. Years ago, When I was in a time of transition, Alison and I, we were at a place 10 years ago where we knew there was a shift in our destiny. We were at a conference and at this conference, there was a great man of God who was preaching, who was looking to start up a church in Texas, in the USA. We had known him over the years and you read his books, you listen to his podcasts, and you watch him on Christian television. Well, he approached Alison and I, and he asked us, would we be able to start up his new congregation that uh, he was setting up in the USA? His ministry had gone global. It was massive, massive in America. He was about to do a huge tour across the USA. And as we sat there and listened, God said no. Now, in the natural, the opportunity was amazing. 
the opportunity was incredible. And at that time, we had not known anything about a church called Shy Life. But God was testing us whether we were more sensitive to His voice rather than opportunity because I'm not driven by opportunity. What I'm driven by is the will of God. We sat, we listened, and God said, no. It looked fantastic. God said, no. I like the idea. God said, no. Because it was literally about three meetings later in that conference that a word was deposited in my heart that something supernatural was about to open. I did not know about a church. I'd heard about a church called Shy Life, but God was preparing me because God's no became an opportunity for me to say yes to His grace. God's no's are good. God's no's protect us. God's no's steer our hearts to where He wants us to be. Number two, they understood that He has every right to open and close a door. God has every right to open and to close the door. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. Benjamin Franklin said, he who cannot obey must not command. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9 says, in his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 21, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose, that will prevail. Come on, His purpose will prevail. How's your guidability going? Are you sensitive enough to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit when God says, stop, the season's over. It's time to move on and God has said no. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. A number of years ago, many years ago now, <laughs> when I was a youth and young adults pastor, and I'd served in youth ministry for many, many years. Uh, I was over, I think I was in youth ministry and young adult ministry for around about 12 years full time. And uh, roundabout started to develop. A couple of cul-de-sacs started to appear here and there, but I was still young. <laughs> And I could feel a shift, I could feel a change in season and I was so passionate about youth ministry. You know, when you're in youth ministry, you think you're gonna be there for the rest of your life. I'm gonna have to be like 90 and they have to kick me out. <laughs> and I remember one day, my senior pastor calling me to a meeting to catch up. I kind of had started to detect what was going on. I think my time was coming to an end in youth and young adult ministry but I was fighting it. I wanted to serve youth for the rest of my life. And D-Day comes for everybody who serves in youth ministry. You can't be there at 105 years of age. It just doesn't work. <laughs> my senior pastor started to talk to me about church needing us, Alison and I. Man, I was so upset. 
I was devastated. I got a little bit down, possibly bordering on depression, a little bit of anger, (laughs) because I'm a youth pastor. And once a youth pastor, always a youth pastor. And I went through this journey of recognising that He opens the door, but He has every right to close it. And my identity was so wrapped up in the role, the position, the title, the youth camps, etc., 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 that I was married to it. And I had to discover that in the closed door, that my call was not based on my role, but my call was based on who I belonged to. And after a couple of months, feeling a bit down, feeling a bit sorry for myself, definitely feeling sorry for myself, mad at everybody and everything because I'm a youth pastor. I'm reading a book one day and the Holy Spirit used that opportunity to speak to me, to get me to understand something about God's open doors and closed doors. And I read this. The sacredness of your call is not where He places you. The sacredness of your call is that He places you. God can open the door and God can close it. You know, we think about John the Baptist and Jesus said of John the Baptist that there is nobody greater than John the Baptist. But when you think about it, John the Baptist's ministry actually only lasted for six months. But God said, Jesus said, there's nobody greater than John the Baptist. Now, if I was measuring fruit, someone who's serving for six months, I'm not gonna say, nobody greater than that person. They only serve for six months, but they're awesome. (laughs) But we don't measure the way God measures. We don't think the way that God thinks. He opens the door and He closes it. Sometimes you've got to get to that place where you've got to reconcile with a closed door. You've got to reconcile that God has the right to open it and He has the right to close it. He's not only our Saviour, but He is also our Lord. He's not a partial Saviour, neither is He a partial Lord. Number three, the only way to be able to say yes, is to say no. No keeps you true to who you are, keeps you in your authentic self. When you're young, you do everything. In your teen years in serving, you're all things to all men. In your 20s, you do everything. You're all things to all men. But the goal is, in life, one of the greatest discoveries that you make in maturity in the call of God is when it's okay to say no. (laughs) No is not a bad thing. Some of you volunteer in 96 departments in the church and maybe God is saying to you, it's time to say no. It's okay to say no. Now, we all need to be serving. There's no unemployment in the Kingdom of God. Amen? It's like your knee deciding, I'm not going to serve the rest of the body today. We're like, what? (laughs) 
But no keeps you focused. No, in fact, will unlock your gift mix. No helps you to know your thermal. You really should by the time you get to your 30s that you start to have a bit of a convergence moment about who you are. And in that convergence moment, you become okay at what you're not. You see, there's so much pressure on this generation. You gotta be everything and good at everything. But it's okay to accept what you're not and to say, no. But this is who I am and this is my calling. No will keep you in your grace lane. No ushers in a new day and a new season. Paul, he's going from one location to the next and the Holy Spirit says no. Go to Macedonia. Many Bible commentators will tell us that this move to Macedonia, the move west into Europe, was probably one of the greatest historical events that has ever occurred in Europe's history. Why? Because the Gospel went to the shores of Europe for the first time. A no from the Holy Spirit actually unlocks your yes. Maybe your no this, see, we're very secure at Horizon Church, so what I'm about to say, I'm okay with. Maybe your no is just having a break from serving. Did the senior pastor just say that? Why? You're weary. You're exhausted. You're going so hard that you've got nothing on the inside of you anymore. And you need to give yourself to the presence of God and getting refreshed. In the, now, we need your service, don't get me wrong. <laughs> we're the body of Jesus Christ. But we're not here to build the church that we actually forget about building people. Because you are more important. Some of you are so good at yes. I love your yes. I love your yes to God. But maybe your yes is moving you away from your destiny. And it's time to say no. See when your kids, right? And uh, those of you who have little children, what's one of the first words they learnt to say? No, no, do this, no. <laughs> and then you pick up that toy, no. And we have this thing built in us no is bad. <laughs> no is terrible. No is like letting go of the call of God. But maybe the no, maybe the focus, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Jesus said, enter by the narrow gate. Something about focus. When you say no, be who you are. Be your authentic self. If you have the gift of mercy, be the best at demonstrating and showing the gift of mercy. If you're a worshipper, give yourself to worship 
and say no, because this is who I am. If you're a lover of people, you're pastoral, give yourself to that. If you're a builder of a business, give yourself to that and say no. Too many yeses are robbing you of your time. This is the most overworked generation ever (laughs) because we're too good at saying yes. And it's time to say no. (laughs) You're doing okay today? Alison and I have been tested in this recently because as you journey in the purposes of God, opportunities come. And we made a decision earlier on in our marriage. We wanna be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And where the Spirit says go, whatever the Spirit says do, that's what we give ourselves to. About three months ago, four months ago, give or take a week, (laughs) Alison received the most amazing opportunity. Now in the natural, it's like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And Alison was contacted by someone to become the leader in our movement as the head of Australian Christian women. Now, some of you, they may, may not mean anything, but for those in ministry, that's big. Uh, some of the two previous leaders are, are global leaders. And Alison was contacted. Now on our day off, before the rain came like crazy, uh, we would drive on my Friday and we'd go on these adventures looking at water, getting our coffee, decaf on a Friday. <laughs> and we were processing. And like, yes, wow, God is good. Imagine what this is gonna do for Horizon Church, yes. But Alison, she has much more wisdom than me. <laughs> but with much wisdom comes much grief. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And Alison's like, oh, hold on. My church is more important to me. How does this affect my kids? How does this affect my relationship with you? Because I now have to start going to that conference, this conference, uh, you know, Bob's your uncle conference, et cetera, et cetera. Like it just, it's gonna happen. And I'm like, yes. She's like, park, we need to go to Troas, see what God's saying. And I'm like, yes. Now I can be, very persuasive and very convincing, but not with Alison, because the Holy Spirit number two knows. She's like, park, pause. What's God saying? I'm like, yes, that's what God's saying. And we remember that scripture, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. That is, if God blesses you, come on, let me help you now. If God blesses you in one area, you won't be cursed in another. If God blesses you in something, it shouldn't destroy your marriage. If God blesses you in something, it shouldn't hurt your relationship with your kids. Because one of the great joys that you have, mums, is saying goodnight to your kids and giving them a kiss and reading Psalm 23. What 
a joy. And Alison led me in wisdom. (laughs) And I thought about it later. And I thought, the most effective way to preach a sermon is to live it. God said, no. Now I believe on the other side of that no is blessing. I believe, just like the Apostle Paul, who ended up moving in a new direction in the purposes of God to expand the Gospel. God sees the big picture. And maybe you've experienced a door that is closed in your life, a broken relationship, a work situation, person that you were close to, things didn't work out. But just perhaps, just perhaps, just perhaps this morning, He has something better in mind. And His no, watch this, is in fact making room for a better yes. There's a better yes coming in your direction because you were willing to say no. Some of you feel guilty for saying no. I can feel it in the atmosphere. You feel condemned. Just try it with me. Just come on, try. No. <laughs> tell the person, <laughs> tell the person, no. <laughs> his no is part of his expansive plan in your life. Don't be disappointed because the door closed. It just may have been the hand of God. Amen. Amen. If you're feeling disappointed today, you're feeling as though you're a bit down because of the no, I want to declare and prophesy over you today, there's a greater yes that's coming for all the promises of God in Him are yes, come on, and amen. You've heard a yes, but now you're standing on the and, but the amen is coming in your direction. Why? Because you were willing to say no. If you're hurting today, you're feeling a bit betrayed, a bit disappointed, a bit discouraged because you wanted it to open by now and it hasn't happened. And there's somebody here today, oh, I feel it in the Holy Spirit. You've been guided by the Holy Spirit. You've walked a narrow path and the Lord said no. The Lord said no. The Lord said no. I wanna honour your faithfulness today. God sees it. God sees your faithfulness. But there's a huge, huge yes coming in your direction. Amen. Can we just give Jesus a hand of praise for the no's? No to that person. No to that relationship. No to that car. No to that house. God said no. (laughs) 
but His yes is coming. Come on, if this has resonated with you today, would you just stand up on your feet? Our worship team can come. And I just wanna pray for people today who are in that place where they're just trying to figure it out. They're trying to work it out. You've said no, no, no. You've experienced the no. This may not be applicable to everybody, but you've just been in that zone this morning. I wanna pray for you this morning. And I wanna just bring your obedience before God as a memorial to worship Him and to honour Him. Thank God for the no's. So Father, I thank You for every wonderful person that's standing this morning. Come on, why don't You just stretch out Your hand to those who may be near You today. And Lord, I thank You for blessing. I thank You for freedom, freedom today, joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. Lord, You're so wonderful. You're so wonderful, Jesus. You're so wonderful. We honour You today. And Lord, I pray for every wonderful, valued person that You love so much that's standing. Come on, you need to know that You are loved by God. Perfect love casts out all fear. I feel the Lord saying you do not need to fear the future. Come on, this is a prophetic word right now. You do not need to fear the future. You don't need to worry about the future. The Lord loves you more than you could know. He cares about you more than you could ever know. You may not feel it at times. You may not sense it at times. But know today, the Lord loves you so much. He is for you. And today I release a supernatural blessing over your people. I thank you, Lord, that the door is about to open. Yeah, the door to Europe. The door to Europe, something supernatural, something that moves and shifts and changes a generation. And so I release that over your people today. In Jesus' wonderful and mighty Name we pray. Thank You, God. Thank You, God. You may be seated. I wanna give an opportunity for people today who may have not heard God's yes. God's yes is simply this. He loves you. He cares for you. And we know that He has said yes to you simply through the death of His Son, Jesus Christ. That is God's greatest yes. You may be thinking today, you know, when people come to church, they think, does God really love me? Could He accept me? For the things I've done wrong? The answer is, God says yes. He loves you and He's reaching out with open arms today and He's saying to somebody today, it's time to come home. God says yes. In your heart, you may feel a no, but you need to know that that is a lie of Satan. Bible says that the natural language of the devil is to lie. Your natural language, when you communicate to people in the foyer in a moment, you order a coffee, you ain't ordering the coffee in a foreign language, you are speaking your natural language, which is of course, English. The Bible says the devil's natural language, he lies. And he says to you today, God says no, God says no to you. What a lie. His arms are open wide and He says, yes, come home. In a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer. It's a simple prayer that invites 
Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, to come into our lives. It's our yes to His yes. It's our way of saying, God, I open up my heart. I say yes to heaven's yes. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. Why don't you repeat it after me? If we could just bow our heads and close our eyes right across the auditorium. And maybe you've never prayed this prayer before. You did a long time ago, but you're coming home. Why don't you say this after me? Dear Jesus, come a little bit louder, church. Dear Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness. I receive Your love. I receive Your complete acceptance and I receive Your yes. Set me free from my past. I am now a child of God. In the Name of Jesus Christ, I pray. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you've never prayed that prayer before, you did a long time ago. Those of you who are online, you prayed that for the first time. In a moment, those of you who are in the auditorium, I'm asking to lift up your hand. The reason why I wanna see you I wanna pray for you today. I wanna help you today. Those of you who are watching online in the chat box, you can make a comment. Some of our pastors and leaders are there to help you as well. Are you ready on the count of three? Here we go. Come on, don't miss this moment. One, two, three, lift it up nice and high. I wanna pray for you today. God bless you. Who else is there? God bless you. I see your hand. Once you've lifted up your hand and I've seen it, you can put it straight back down. Is there anyone else? Come on, that's a couple of people who've raised their hands already. I'd love the opportunity to pray for you today, to pray for you. Say yes to God's yes in Jesus' Name. Just a few more seconds, I do need to move on. Who else is there? I'd love to pray for you today. Thank you, Jesus. So Father, I just thank You for those hands that have been raised. Thank You for new beginnings. Thank You that the Word of God says, if any of us be in Christ, we are new creations. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. We love You. We honour You. We thank You for these people. In Jesus' precious Name we pray. Amen. Can we just give all of those who raised their hand a great clap of encouragement? Come on, so good. I love it when people give their heart to Jesus. So good, so good. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.